You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 37. All right, everybody, let's jump into it. We've been talking about how to conquer your mountain. This is part two. Last week, I just shared the beginning parts of the story about how my son made a decision that he was going to go climb to the top of the 14,000-foot summit at Estes Park, Colorado. There's actually three different peaks, Beardstadt Mountain, Sawtooth Ridge, and Mount Evans. He decided to climb up Beardstadt Mountain. He got in a predicament. It got hard along the way. He told his friends to go back to the campground. He was going to the top. You need to go back and listen to it. If you haven't listened yet, it will give you more context to the whole spirit that he had. And I'm extracting some things from his story, which at the time was hard for me to hear because my son basically could have lost his life, but he just has this determination (laughs) and he's still a young man. He's willing to take some risk that some of us older folk ain't willing to take when it comes to nature and battling the elements, but he's just that kind of kid. And uh, his story is fascinating. I only shared just the peripheral, you know, version of it, uh, the condensed version of it. It's much more intense and dramatic, but, uh, I shared that last week. You're going to want to go back and listen to it. But there's some things that I've extracted out of it. I just want to have that same spirit that Caleb had in Joshua 14 and 12, where he demanded that God give him the highest mountain. You know, sometimes we stand in front of our mountains. We're like, oh, my mountain's so big. God, give me the power to just get going. And it's so big. But I love Caleb's spirit. He's like, don't just give me a small mountain. Give me the biggest mountain. And Caleb was in his 80s. When he said this, which gives me great encouragement, you know, into my 50s right now, there's some things that seem insurmountable, but I still want to have that spirit till my till my dying day that God give me the big mountains, that God give me the challenges and and grow me in the process. I don't want to ever stop growing and and getting bigger on the inside. You know, to do big things on the outside, you got to be bigger on the inside. There's a story one time of a, a little girl. She was at a carnival. This was during Abraham Lincoln's presidency. And she was at a carnival and she had these big stacks of cotton candy in her hand and she was just stuffing them in her mouth. And Abraham Lincoln looked down at this little girl and said, my, that's a lot of cotton candy for such a small little lady. And she said, well, what you don't understand, sir, is that I'm bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. (laughs) And that's what it takes. It takes that determination that just that square stone jaw attitude that you're going to look at that mountain. You're going to say, I'm taking you and then some. So last week, the first point that I shared was don't waste the moment. And I'll just review it real quick as we get into the the remaining four points of today's podcast. Don't waste the moments that God gives you. If you waste those moments sooner or later, you're going to end up wasting your life. Take every moment, every day, every opportunity and suck the life out of it. Get everything you can out of it. Quit thinking small just because people before you thought small. Be the person in your family, in your generation that changes the trajectory of your family line. You know, maybe you've got a lot of people that just stayed where they are, never accomplished anything in your life, in their life. Don't be like that. You don't 
have to be like that yourself. Say, I am going to change the history of my family. I'm going to start a new family line of bold risk takers and people that will follow Jesus to the ends of the earth. I had you say this with me last week, and and I want you to say it again. Say it with me. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to give you time. I'm going to pause and give you time to repeat it. Say it out loud. Say, I am going to finish fulfilling God's purpose for my life. Nothing is going to stop me. I hope you said that with determination. Listen, you're listening to this podcast right now. Take the most out of it that you can get. Seize the moment you have right now. Keep your mind focused as I'm teaching you right now. Don't deviate from this moment. Take everything out of it that you can. You might as well. You're on your way to work. You're on your way to college classes. You're, uh, you're, you know, you're taking time to listen to this right now. You're driving down the road and you decided to listen to this podcast. Stay here. Stay focused and get the most out of it that you can. Don't waste the moment. So let's jump into the uh, next four points and let's get focused and let's get ready to learn how to conquer our mountain part two all right number two something powerful i learned from my son's story about conquering this fourteen thousand foot summit is to just get going get going i want you to quit standing back and saying i can't do this you know every time i've said it i've prophesied into my own future If you say you can't do this, you won't do this. Quit telling yourself that. There's something powerful when you say, I can. I can do all things. I can. God is not an I can't God. He's not a God that inspires I can't. He's a God that inspires I can. And God wants you to start saying that I can. And when you say I can, you eventually morph into I will. Get going. There's three just, there's three powerful things about getting going that I want to kind of brand and sear into your mind. Number one, start somewhere. Maybe you don't have all the resources and everything you need. Start somewhere. You know, when I started my YouTube channel last year, I had an iPhone and some cheap lighting and, you know, I didn't even have a microphone and, and we were in this pandemic and I really didn't have a whole lot of places to go. So I just started choosing places around my houses, rearranging the furniture. And uh, I was on the phone a lot talking with friends about the best way to record and how to use your lights. And, and uh, you know, I was on YouTube a lot watching these channels that teach you how to use cameras and lighting and I just got serious about it and started learning and it was frustrating for a while because I didn't feel like it was quite what I wanted you know and I like to get the best out of everything I can and so finally I I just called a friend of mine over to my house he came over he helped me build a YouTube set he helped me set up all my lights and my camera and I purchased a couple apps and then I purchased some software and I started learning more about editing and watching videos and just self learning and and man right now if you go to my youtube channel you can see the progression if you go back and just watch how it's come and i post a powerful video every week on grace we pretty much stay in the grace mode and the grace doctrine and theology and talking about you know uh, running after jesus pointing lives to jesus and all things grace and and uh, i had a friend uh, one of our partners and and people who've supported me over the years they said they, they put me at they put out a challenge to me they said tony we know you if we don't put out a challenge to you you're probably not going to do it so here's the challenge we want you to buy 
Final Cut Pro, Compressor, and Motion. Buy all of those programs, download them, learn how to use them, and put out a video every week through the rest of the year of 2020. And if you do that, we'll purchase you cameras, lights, and, and all that you need to really take your YouTube channel to the next level. And man, I just got motivated and I started learning and I kept telling myself, what I told myself is I can't pass this opportunity up. That's when I say I can't. You can say I can't when it means you're, you're not going to miss the opportunity. I can't miss this opportunity. I can't, uh, I can't miss out on what's in front of me. That's the only time you have permission to say I can't. But every other time you have to say, I can, I will, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, mountains only look bigger from a distance. When you get close up to them, it's not so bad. One of the things my son said as he was climbing this peak, he said, Dad, when I was standing on the mountain, it felt like it was straight up and down. I didn't realize that it leaned forward. And he said, when I started getting my speed and I started moving a little bit quicker, I noticed that the ground was actually sloping. But when I was stuck there, it felt like it was straight. And as you get moving in your journey, you're going to find out that the mountain doesn't look as big as you thought it was because you don't see the whole thing. You just see part of it. See, when you stand back and you see this mountain, it all looks overwhelming. But when you get started and get moving, it actually becomes, you, you actually see the reality in, in taking it. The mountain looked treacherous, but when Asher got closer, it actually wasn't as bad as it looked. You know, appearances are deceiving. Fear means false expectations appearing real. You've heard that all the time. And so I want to encourage you to quit facing the challenge. We talked a little bit about that last week, because if you just keep facing it over, eventually you're going to just turn away from it. You've got to take the challenge. And once you get started, it's not that bad. Um, I know this isn't a mountain, but it relates to the story. You know, I do not like to paint. I am not. I hate it. I hate setting up. I hate painting walls. I hate painting my house. I hate painting rooms. It's just not my thing. But I got to tell you, once I get past setting up the ladder and getting the paint cans open and getting the brushes and get to going and turning on my AirPods and listening to music, you know, I start kind of getting a rhythm and I start getting some momentum. And after I get started, it's not so bad. That's why you got to start somewhere. You got to just start somewhere, guys. You know, don't wait to have all your resources in place. Get going. I don't believe God's going to bless you until he knows you're going to use the resources that you're asking for. So you got to start somewhere. You got to feel the pain in the process and you got to just get going. So n number in getting going, you start somewhere. Number two, start now. Don't start tomorrow. You know, uh, some people say, well, someday I'll start. Someday I will. Well, someday is another word for never. So don't start someday. Start now. Do it now. Start somewhere. Use what you got. Use the resources you got. And you'll, you'll come into more. Trust me. Because God has a way of blessing people and blessing those who really do do what they say they're going to do. Start now. Don't wait. Get going. And then number three, start strong. Don't start. Man, go for it. Come out of the gate like a racehorse. Boom. Just get going. Don't start with hesitation. Okay, I'm going to try this out and I'm going to dabble. Don't be a dabbler. Be devoted. 
don't dabble in anything. If you're dedicated about, if you're dedicated to do something, then do it with gusto. Give it all you have. You know, most of the time we're not really ready to do something, but you know what? Just do it. Just commit and do it. It's, you know, Jesus said, go. He didn't say, hey, man, get ready, prepare, you know, and, 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 and when you get it all together, then you can go. No, he just said, go, go. You'll figure out what to do along the way, but you got to just do it. And there is no perfect plan. Jesus just says, hey, let's do this and you'll figure it out as you go. I will give you instructions as you take each step and do it. I'll give you grace when you get there. I'll tell you what's next, but you got to get going. And, and, and I'm, not deni- I'm not denying that preparation is important. Preparation is very important. Prepare yourself. But I always say prepare yourself as you go. So people say, well, I'm in preparation. I'm in preparation. You know what I like to do? I like to get going and preparation will present itself. Preparation will appear. Because as I'm stepping into the unknown, I'm learning how to navigate and take the resources and use the uh, the situations and make relationships and grow and learn through my mistakes. There's no perfect plan because there's no perfect you. There's just a perfect God. So get going. And as you get going, you will be preparing yourself as you make those steps as you go. Um, the disciples weren't ready. But their ready was bigger than their ready. In other words, Jesus just told them to go. Just get going. Read Acts chapter 4 and you'll find out. The biggest ready we need isn't having it all together. It's just being tired of being where you are with God, with your situation, with your career, with your pursuits. And I just want to ask you, do you want more? If you want more, then you're ready. You don't have to have all the resources to be ready. You just got to want more. You got to want to have, you want to see yourself grow and go to the next level. You know, I, 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 I hear a lot of people say, we want more, we want change. Well, if you want more and you want change, you're going to have to take the challenge because it's the challenge that changes, changes you. Um, you know, you know, the, the story of the wizard of Oz is, (laughs) is very relevant here. You know, this merry little crew thought the Wizard of Oz would give them what they needed, brains, their heart, and their courage. But it actually took a witch to bring out the brains, to bring out the heart, and bring out the courage of those merry little characters. You know, when the witch, uh, you know, came against that merry little crew, they discovered they had more than what they thought they had. And it wasn't that they got the heart and got the brains and got the courage at the end of the journey. They developed it in the journey against the opposition. And sometimes what you need is just a little bit of opposition to bring out what's lying underneath. And I'm just going to tell you, the longer you stand back and gawk at the bigger picture, you'll never be bigger than the picture. It's not getting the bigger picture that's important. It's becoming bigger than what you picture. You got to be bigger on the inside and you have to draw close and go for it. You can't do it at a distance. Don't think back or you'll shrink back. Remember when the children of Israel said, well, we saw the promised land and we saw the grapes and they were huge and luscious and, and we saw the milk and the honey and the, and the, and the wonderful things that the promised land, but we felt like grasshoppers in their sight. See, and that grasshopper mentality makes you shrink back. You have to go after it. I like what 
God told the Israelites, he said, when you're crossing over into that promised land and you see the priests taking up that ark and crossing the river Jordan, you are to go up and go after it. You're to follow that ark. You're to follow the presence of God. And the presence of God will lead you into things that are bigger than you. That's why you need the presence of God. And you need Jesus. And you need his promises. And you need his reminders. And you need his word. Because there's going to be times it seems bigger than you are. But I am encouraging you right now. Quit thinking back or you'll shrink back. Don't be like a little grasshopper in your mind. See yourself bigger than the giants that are over in the promised land. And when you feel and sense that the presence of God is moving you and leading you, go after it. Don't shrink back. Don't think back. Don't say you can't say I can. You got to start somewhere. You got to start now and you got to start strong. It's time to get going. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment right here in the middle to uh, encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review and share it with one or two other people who you know in your life and in your circle of relationships that need to hear what you're hearing right now. Um, We're almost through with just some inspiring points on how to conquer your mountain. And uh, this is real to me and I hope it's real to you. And I hope you feel a little bit closer to going after that mountain and not being afraid of it, but sticking out your chin and getting ready to conquer it. And we're about to finish with this uh, part two of learning how to conquer your mountain. And uh, I'm really excited to share this content with you. I can't wait for the next three months. There's going to be some great things we're going to share with you. That's going to help you learn how to discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. So let's get back to learning how to conquer our mountain. All right. Number three, ignore the critics, ignore them. Don't give them any energy or any of your time of thought of words. Don't respond to them online. If you got to block them, if you got to delete them, if they're constantly criticizing you now, you got to be careful because there are people in your life that really mean well for you, your parents, your relationships, your pastors, your mentors and advisors and teachers. You know, not everybody is your critic or your enemy. There are some people that offer some really good suggestions and critics. You can't just block everybody out, but I'm just talking about those pesky, annoying people that just, uh, that just don't want to see you succeed. And they just always put you down and always are criticizing you because they're afraid that you're going to do what they wanted to do, but you stepped out first. I'm not talking about the people that are closest to you that you trust. I'm talking about those, those haters, those people that just constantly want to deny you the right to your destiny. Listen to wisdom. Have some people in your life that can speak truth to you. We've talked about that. But you know, at a certain point, Asher's friends wanted him to turn back. But he said no. Now, again, in the context of reality... <laughs> He probably should have listened to them. All right. I'm taking some creative liberty here to tell you that those boys could have robbed him of the experience of making it to the top, even in adverse situations. And I'm glad he made it. It's a miracle that he made it. But he can tell the story now. He can tell the story that, hey, man, I made it. You didn't. Those guys will never be able to say, hey, I went to the top 
of Beardstap Mountain and experience the exhilaration of being 14,000 feet high, knowing that I didn't drive up there in a car or land on a helicopter, but I actually climbed it myself. They'll never be able to say that. They went home with a halfway accomplishment, but my son can can say, I made it. He has the picture and the smile to prove it. I wish you could see the picture of that smile on his face when he was pointing to that little coin or that little plaque or that little metal circle in the top of that rock that had said, you made it, you got to the top. And at some point, you're going to have to separate from some of those people that want to hold you back. You know, the Bible says immediately the disciples left their nets They had to leave those things that were tangling them up and holding them back. Think today if some of those disciples would have stayed home, you and me wouldn't know about Jesus today. But they got up. They left their nets immediately. They had that immediate urgency to go after Jesus. And I want to encourage you to choose the right friends. We've got episodes in our season one of Live 360 that talk about the friendship factor. Go back and listen to that. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Relationships are everything in high school and life and college and ministry and church and, and marriage. Every time I deviated in my course, it was because of the influences I had in my life or, 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 or rather, should I say the influences that had me, I just had to decide at some point I needed to be the influencer. I was done being led around on a leash and told what I should do. And be second in line. <laughs> I love what Ricky Bobby's dad says in uh, Talladega Nights. He says, if you're second, you're last. You got to be determined that I'm not going to be always following someone, but I want to get out there and do something bold and risky. And when you follow Jesus, he should be the only one in front of you. And people are going to argue with and fight with you and try to talk you out of something that they're afraid to do themselves. They'll say, man, you're crazy. You can't do that. What are you doing? Are you kidding me? And even your closest friends will sometimes be your biggest discourager. It doesn't mean you should cut them off. Listen, guys, can we start 2021 without cutting everybody out of our life and just forgive and embrace our friendships and embrace those that have hurt us? But it doesn't mean that you have to stay with them and go with them and be with them, forgive them, love them. You don't have to cut them out of your life, but Sometimes in life, you have to cut out of line. You know, it, God doesn't want you to always just walk that straight line and be the perfect child and be the, you, you got to have some riskiness about you. Some people, you know, they'll say, Hey, just stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. I, I don't know about that, man. I'm like, sometimes you need to get into the left lane and put on the gas pedal and pass some of these jokers up. And I'm saying that in a humble way. I'm not saying that you should just go do your own thing. You got to have some grit. You got to have some determination. And sometimes it means ignoring the critics, because if you listen to them too long, you're going to let them talk you out of going to the top and making that summit and making that climb. So you got to start ignoring your critics. Haters make you greater. Don't eat the hater tots or drink the haterade. You know, uh, Satan is going to call you to your past and people are going to call you to your past because your future is so bright, it scares them to death. You know, sometimes I found in my history when people told me I couldn't do something or not do something, it only fueled my determination all the more. I just ate discouragement for breakfast when I was in those moments when I just decided, hey, you're going to criticize me. I'll show you. All right. 
You know, Noah, when he built the ark, he took all the criticism and the haters and people making fun of him. But guess what? The rain spoke for itself when it started coming down. So sometimes if you ignore your critics, and I say a lot of times if you ignore your critics, if not all the time, the rain that you experience, the blessing, the accomplishment, the achievement will be all the proof that you need. So ignore the critics. All right, number four, another takeaway I had from my son's story of climbing to the top of Mount Beardstadt is don't give up. Keep following Jesus. Part of experiencing success is perseverance. Just keep pursuing your dream and your goal and listening to the voice of the Lord as he leads you. Um. Sometimes on this journey, Asher could barely move. He said he felt paralyzed. He was literally inching along. There's a powerful principle there. No one said you had to run all the way. You can walk, you can crawl, you can inch forward, but keep moving forward. And if you fall back, get up and keep moving again. If you make mistakes, if you make a bad investment in a business, or if you make a wrong decision or you go through a wrong door, turn around and keep moving. You know, there's something powerful about the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise won the race, not because he was faster, but because he didn't give up. And there's going to be times when you're running, walking, or crawling and scrapping. But just keep going, no matter what. Don't give up. Don't fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. You know, our walk with Jesus has seasons. You know, sometimes before we have a breakthrough, we have a breakdown. Sometimes we just have breakdowns and that's okay. And then sometimes we have breakups when we have to break off of relationships and break away from jobs and break away from habits and break away with things, break up from things. But before we get the breakthrough, we're going to have that breakdown and that breakup. But breakthrough only happens for those that follow through. Let me say that again. Breakthrough only happens for those that follow through. You know, at a certain point, In my son's story, he was no longer tired. He got that burst of energy, as I told you. Kind of like, I don't know if I can keep going. But he heard that voice. He heard that voice. Actually, what he heard, um, I was wrong last week. The voice that my son heard, it said, stay on the path. Stay on the path. And that means just keep walking the path. Breakthrough only happens for those that follow through. And at a certain point, Asher just got a burst of energy because he kept going. The journey became easier because as you were, as he's hiking this mountain, eventually it starts sloping in just a little bit farther and it, it, it becomes, you know, it, it, it turns into a, uh, more of a straight path that he can walk. It's not always going to go up. It's not always going to feel like you're climbing at a certain point. You're going to get a brisk spurt of energy and you're going to start running and the ground is going to level out, but you got to keep going if you're going to get there. Um, and, and that's what you call breakthrough. Breakthrough is when you get to that place, man, where it just feels like you're just rolling and running. You know, you're going to have setbacks, but I would rather take a setback than sit back. I would rather have some setbacks in my life than just sit back. We've talked about this before, but you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have setbacks and setbacks 
are a key indication that you're actually moving forward because people that move forward have setbacks. You don't have a setback if you're not moving forward in the forward. You know, if you're just standing there, you won't have setbacks. But the moment you start moving forward, when you have a setback, it, it gives you the indication that you actually are making progress. And I don't think, I don't think you want to just dream about breakthrough, you know, because breakthrough is only a dream for those who give up. Breakthrough is only a dream for those who give up. You know, you just might be one inch, one prayer, one relationship, one door you knock on, one phone call away from that big moment. But big moments are very rare. You're not going to get the big moments all the time. It's those little moments that make the difference in the journey. All of those little steps and those many miles that you've walked eventually will bring you to a place of momentum. And, you know, I've experienced that momentum at a certain place in my journey. All of the the work and the foundations and the building and the connecting and the effort and the striving and the running, it finally paid off. Yes, God gets all the credit, but you got to run you got to go, you got to walk, you got to do what God's called you to do and not give up. So do that. Stay strong. Don't give up. And you'll end up coming into your breakthrough. All right. Now this last point I've already talked about a little bit, but I, I just want to go ahead and repeat it anyway. Number five, stay on the path. Number five, stay on the path. You know, at one point I was telling you that Asher was literally having a panic attack. He froze and thought he was not going to make it. He felt stuck and no one was there to help him. And he actually said, I was horrified, but then he heard Jesus speak. He heard that voice, Asher, you can make it. Just stay on the path. Hmm. And Isaiah 31 and 10 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. God doesn't just use, you know, conferences and church and, you know, Bible stories to speak to us. He uses everything. God is always speaking. Everything in life has a God message in it. If you're open to it and you know, par example, my son was on a side of a mountain, frozen and panicking, and he heard God speak, Asher, you can make it, just stay on the path. And I am certain in my life, as I am sitting here telling you this story, I am certain that God will use that moment to speak to him and whatever he decides to step out to do when he gets stuck and he feels like he can't make it and there's no one there to help him and he's afraid he's going to hear that voice again. Asher, you can make it. Just stay on the path. Um, Samuel in, or, uh, yeah, Samuel in first Samuel three and 10, he says, to the Lord, when the Lord calls his name, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And Jesus didn't say, hey, make sure you're ready. He just said, follow me. You say, I'm not ready. I'm afraid. I'm not sure what will happen. Watch it again. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you while I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, it's interesting in this story. Two two important circumstances in this story are significant in Asher's summit. He ran into a park ranger at the top. He met that park ranger, but he wasn't below when he needed him. He was at the top. He was at the top. And this is so powerful, guys. 
Sometimes in your ascent, you're not going to have people to help you. You'll have the Lord's voice. Stay on the path. You can make it. That's all you're going to have sometimes is just the Lord's promise and voice in your life. Man, this is so powerful right now. I hope you get a hold of it. Sometimes that's all you're going to have is the still small voice of the Lord. But it's when you make it to the top that you're going to meet people that weren't there on the journey, but they're going to be able to be there to take you other places. See, there's people, there's relationships, there's guides along the way that you're going to run into in your summit. And when you make it to certain areas of your life and achieve success and achieve things in your life, you're going to run into people that will actually be able to take you higher than you are right now, or even higher than you ever imagined you can go. You see, when you, when you get successful and you do certain things that are successful in your life, that's not the end of the journey. That's not the end of the dream. There's always more, but sometimes you're going to need people in your life to inspire you to greater things. And you're not going to find them at the bottom of the mountain. You're going to find those people who have made the summit and have not given up and have that determination and that attitude. And you're going to get there and you're going to find out that there's a lot of eagles on the top of that mountain that you didn't think were there. Cause you know, guys, eagles don't flock together. There is a certain level of people and certain level of person that's going to be able to take you higher, but they're not going to be dwelling down at the bottom of the mountain or going back to the campground. They're going to be the people that made it. They're waiting for you up there and they're going to have something to say about taking you farther. So the park ranger was an important person in the story that tells us about the type of people that we're going to meet at the end of the journey. And then he met two old ladies two old ladies who kind of took him in and helped him warm up and give him some hot chocolate and let him rest for a while till he could get back down to the campground. And those two ladies remind me of goodness and mercy. Psalms 23 and six for surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I call it Miss Shirley goodness, (laughs) Miss Shirley goodness and Miss Shirley mercy. They're going to meet you along the way and you're going to need goodness and mercy along the way. You're going to need warming up and, and some comfort along the way. And the Holy spirit will be there to comfort you, but not there to captivate you and hold you back. It's just to give you rest along the way. But then the journey continues. And, and I, and I'm going to tell you right now, you won't make it to the peak. If you don't persevere through the pain. You got to persevere through the pain. And Asher said, I couldn't move. My fingers were frozen and my legs fell like logs and I was exhausted and I did, but he kept going. He inched along again. You don't have to run all the way. Even if you're just barely crawling, sometimes you're making forward movement. I say, if you fall, you fall forward. At least you made a couple of feet forward that you didn't have before. Sometimes falling is process and sometimes falling is progress. Let me say that again. Sometimes falling is process, but sometimes falling is progress. When you've, you know, I, I have a friend one time and he was getting kicked out of a church position and it looked like everything was falling apart. But if he had not got kicked out of that church, if I had not been dismissed, you can read it in my book, Leader, Leader Slips. If I had not been dismissed from a church that I was a part of at one time in my life, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So sometimes falling is progress. Sometimes failure is actually progress. So let me share these points with you one more time. These are five things that we talk about when we talk about conquering our mountain. Number one, don't waste the moment. Seize every moment. Take everything out of it you can with every circumstance, opportunity, and open door you have. Number two, get going. Start somewhere. Start now. Start strong. 
And number three, ignore the critics. Haters make you greater. Sometimes people will say you can't do it. Use that as fuel to move forward. Don't respond to your critics. And by all means, don't believe in your critics. And then number four, don't give up. Part of experiencing success is perseverance. Don't fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. Breakthrough is coming. You may have a breakdown and a breakup, but that precedes breakthrough. And breakthrough only happens for those that follow through. You're going to have setbacks, but it's a whole lot better than sitting back. Breakthrough is only a dream for those who give up. You might just be one inch away from major discovery and major success. And then number five, stay on the path. You can make it. Stay on the path. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And when you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Keep climbing in it. Hey, let's make that climb in 2021. And let's get to higher heights where the air is clean and you have a big view of things. Let's ascend that mountain. Let's conquer that mountain in 2021. And I want to see you do it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the stories that are going to come from some of you who listen to this podcast and were inspired. And this was a, a significant point for you to turn around. Listen, grab the bull by the horns in 2021. Don't wait till you get into February and March. Do it now. Don't go back on your commitments and your resolutions. Stay in that weight room. Stay on that diet. Stay with it. Stick with it. And you'll see the success that your heart and your life craves. I hope this blessed you today. I hope this encouraged you. If it did, subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review and share it with one or two other people in your life that need to hear what you heard today. I'm going to be back real soon with another exciting episode. We're heading into episode 38. I can't wait to share it with you. And until then, we'll see you. 